says heavy. On your marks, on your marks, get steady. Taking my time with it just like Teddy. Speaking my mind with it, feel it on the levy. On the weekly, go on the speaks easy. Andrew connected the dots and that's breezy. Show side two flum dung, so come and see me. Feel it red, you know that never be me. Take another look like the AR. You can listen to the trade or you see AR. Yeah, the content must go far. You can live on the thing, cause it raise the bar. It's just as hard. Twitter and YouTube don't get barred. Trophies are coming, so we fix the scars. Only when the season, the season's at large. I can't be without you. migraine over there uh you know what yeah i was right though i was right they can't hurt me anymore both they can't hurt me anymore i was right man this seems um, to be a a running theme yeah yeah yeah. but (laughs) they can't hurt me because last time i came on this pod and i said i can't they can't hurt me they'd thrown away a lead to lose to let's say it's a team that's beneath us in bournemouth and then we lost 6-0 to... 1. 6-1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to get that Jimmy, in there. <laughs> Jimmy, I, listen, Jimmy's the most positive person on this podcast, bruv. Like, how could that be your correction? That's, that's your note, bruv. Anyway, to be honest, fair, fair, you're, you're right. Right is right. Okay. And so they beat us 6-1. Yeah? And then... <laughs> and then, yeah, we're in a gunfight, yeah? We're in a gunfight. <laughs> With a gunfight, yeah. <laughs> We've been captain the shoulder. Yeah? Yeah. We've captain the other shoulder. <laughs> we captain one kneecap, yeah. And then we start shooting back. You know, we get them in the in the in the in their shoulder, in their other shoulder, in their leg. And we're both standing there, two wounded wounded warriors. And what do we go and do? We took the gun to our temple and pull the trigger. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> we find new ways, yeah? We find new ways. We find new ways to disappoint ourselves weekly, bruv. It's like watching a series, yeah? It's like watching one of the TV shows where you spend the whole time screaming at the TV. Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? I watched, I watched a series on, um, on, uh, on BBC iPlayer. And my wife's always telling me, like, I think I'm too good for the BBC because I never watch anything on there. You know, people be like, oh, I watch Lufa. Yeah, yeah. Watch Yeah. I watch none of that. I watch, I'm always on, like, HBO, Showtime, Netflix, whatever. She yeah. thinks I'm too, I think I'm too good for the BBC. Bougie, I pay my taxes. Shout out to BBC, <laughs> innit? Shout out to BBC. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? EastEnders isn't for me. But anyway, I watched this, I watched this Inside Man thing, yeah? And it's basically a, a priest... In the um, in the village, he basically tried to cover up for one of his uh, I don't know a guy who helps around in the church. Yeah, he's basically he's, he's, he's into pedophilia or whatever. He like he he looks like pictures of little kids. Yeah, right. Whoa. And he basically tries to cover up for him. Yeah, 
um, because he just feels bad. He told them to get rid of it and all that kind of stuff, but the kid is clearly disturbed. So he likes to get rid of it. Anyway, no spoilers, but what trans- what trans- transpired in a series of events that are completely avoidable. Do you know what I mean? I spent the whole time watching this thing. I was like, this isn't uncomfortable because of the suspense. It's not uncomfortable because of the thrill. It's uncomfortable because of the amount of stupid decisions that are being made that I, that I can't do anything about. So I'm there, I'm there, like, suffering from the second-hand stupidity. I'm like, bro, I understand people make dumb decisions under pressure. We all do that, right? We've all done that. I mean, let me not say, oh, I don't make dumb decisions under pressure, but I'm, a lot of people do, innit? So I'm watching it, I was like, all right, but that's not even high pressure yet, bro. But that, making that dumb saying. decision means it's got to make your life like so much work. It's not even high pressure yet. You think it's on top now? It's not yet, bro. And you're still doing stupid things. So yesterday I was watching this game, yeah, and I was like, first of all, Trent is one of the best um, um, deliverers of the passes of the ball, like long passes in the world. Let's not get that twisted. Yeah, I think when we watch people, when we see people in our league, like week in week out, sometimes you overhype them, and sometimes you take them for granted, right? But if you watch across any of the, of the top five leagues in Europe, right, Trent is up there when it comes to the long balls. It, it's, he's, he's up there. See, some wicked balls. But at the same time, yeah, so many, so many of those passes, they don't have to be, they don't have to, they don't have to reach their target. They could just be like dangerous balls, teasing balls. At that back post, every one of their goals, every one of their goals felt avoidable. And then to hit the post as many times as we did. And then to pull it back to 3-3. And then for Lucas to do that was, was, was absolutely mad. But I forgot my manners. Apart from Tottenham, how are you guys? Uh, <laughs> the silence! All right, it's a bank holiday weekend, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the silence was mad. I, I was like, I just "How are you?" Silence. I just looked at Jimmy. I thought you go first. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, like, first of all, let's start with the positives. We've got a day off, so I'll take that. <laughs> yes, I'll take that. Oh man. No, yeah. So I don't know, man. How do you guys? Okay, you looked look. into the Shellside podcast. If you didn't know, just to if let you, you know, didn't know, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, yeah. That's where. That's where you are. Thanks for. Thanks for joining. You know yeah. what? The thing is, it's like it's very, it's very uh, formulaic to go through the lineup, to go through the goals we conceded, to go f- talk through all of that. And I'm not gonna lie, I know, I know you. Some of you listeners here are listening to other podcasts. You know, it's fine. We're in an open relationship. I know you. I know you listen to other podcasts. They're gonna talk to you about all these goals, and they're gonna break it down with their with their views and perspectives as to why things happen the way they happened. But I'm not trying to do all that because I don't think there's that much value in it the way I feel right now. Lyra, I'm going to ask you a question though. And Jimmy, I'm going to come to you after because I feel like you're going to be the antithesis of Lyra. Oh, okay. Lyra, why is it so hard, bro? Just, just, just why is it so hard? <laughs> do, you know what it's, do you know why, right? It's funny, right? Because you're saying about this priest. I feel like Spurs are like watching Heroes when it first come out. It was brilliant. It was, and then the, they changed, they had a writer's strike and then they changed the writers and then, mate, they just made it all poo. It was just, they just messed it all up, right? You know? And I think it's so hard to watch for me um, because, as you said, we're a club that, um, we just don't do anything properly. 
I think it's about, you know, finer details, right? They're playing at the, the top level of football. You know, you can't get any higher. You know, obviously, World Cup's a World Cup, but, you know, we get all the best players from the same country going and playing, you know, in the same team. But, you know, the Premiership's a far, strong, demanding technical league. And I feel that, uh, you know, not only do we get the big decisions wrong, I think even when we're trying at this present moment in time, the, the minor details, and these minor details are not expensive as in it will cost us a lot to kind of get them sorted, but, you know, the minor details actually cost us a lot in results. And, you know, you can't start three, four games in a row conceding, you know, three goals in 20 minutes. It just, it doesn't make sense, honestly. You know, and that tells me there's something majorly wrong. But Jimmy, like, I don't know. For you, like, why is it, why is it so hard being a Tottenham fan right now? The one word that comes to my mind is shambles. From top to bottom, shambles. It's unbelievable how we could start three games in a row like we don't know how to play football. You can't concede those types of goals consistently and be a professional club. It's just, it's just, it's just not feasible. At any level, you shore up the back. You say, right, the first 15 minutes... We are going to shore up the back. We're not going to concede. It was like, for me, I put in the group PTSD. It's, it's like, it doesn't, it, it, every game it starts that we're going to get, we're going to go down by two, three, four, five goals and then try and start to play football. What, what, what are we doing? Why are we giving people head starts? Who are we? Are we? Are we Usain Bolt running against seven-year-olds? What's what, what's happening? No, it's ridiculous. I don't understand. It's a shambles. It's a shambles right now. But you have to say the seventy minutes after we've gone three down, we absolutely, we absolutely, we we we, we killed them. We killed. I wouldn't them. say. I, I I wouldn't say we killed them. Man. No Relax. man. They, they they didn't look. They didn't get another shot on target for seventy minutes. They didn't get another shot on target for 70 minutes. Yeah, but to me, Jim, that's, that's like, uh, you know, you've got your lady friend in the bedroom and, <laughs> you know, while she's there, you, you know, you don't perform. And the minute she leaves the bedroom, you're now saying to yourself, oh, look, look, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with yourself. And you say, no, I can last two hours now. It's like, mate, it's a bit too late, you know. You should have done it nah, from the yeah, very yeah. beginning. No, I'll get you. It's like it's it's like the girl's already unimpressed. Yeah. And you, now you're trying to impress her. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. The, the, the horse has gone. You shut the stable door. Honestly, I can't. I can't even relate to this analogy, bro. It's a bit mad. Really. <laughs> I don't really understand what you men are on. No, well, yeah, go yeah, on. I mean, don't worry. You're not in South Africa, you. though, are you? I'm the Oh, my game is international. Jimmy, my game's international, bro. Ask him, go to any, go to any airport and ask about me. They know about me, <laughs> and I believe oh, yeah. that as well. You know, yeah, but they don't need the security. Me, I don't need the security. <laughs> they don't ask me about me, bro. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know, Nero. You're making a point about the quality of football, um, the level of football. You know that we that we um, that we're witnessing. You're talking about how we are at a 
we are supposed to be watching like the best of the best in it within yes yeah, outside the World Cup. We are we are we are in a league which is widely regarded as the highest uh most competitive league in the world. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure you you know you pick up on your point. Yeah, and I'm just saying that we you know we um you know you could look around in any other sport in any other you know any other major sport uh in any other major country where the level is high, there is no clubs that make the mistakes and you know on the major level and the minor level that we do when it comes to uh, you know putting a team out there in a professional uh, manner. It, you know it just doesn't happen, and you know it's almost cringe worthy now. You know, like I, I feel to myself, like how much more can we get wrong? How, you know. <laughs> How can we dickhead ourselves off any more than we have to the rest of the world? That's how I feel. No, I, I agree with you. The thing that it's embarrassing. It's just it's, it's embarrassing to be a Spurs fan right now. You can't even. I can't defend it anymore. You know, like I, I would try and come up with the most um, amazing analogies to explain our nonsense. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, at, at the moment, I'm just like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever they say, yeah. You know what? Yeah, it's true. You're right. Because I have nothing to defend. I can't defend it. I can't defend it. I am like Dyer at the moment. I can't defend. Oh, God. But that means you won't be getting a new contract then. Jimmy's not going to be on the pod next season. Nero's <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. like, but, I'm looking but, but, at it. Looking at the, I'm looking at the squad. Jimmy's not cutting it. Look, listen, if Levy's the boss, I'm getting a new three-year contract, Yo, that, bro. That's the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. So, you know... I saw Levy in the stands yesterday and, you know, he had his kind of hand on his chin, finger across his lips, uh, and he was staring kind of grimacingly at the pitch. Now, I don't know if you guys saw that, but if you didn't, just imagine it and, you know, tell me what you think he was thinking. Shit. Honestly, I just... I would have a pe- you know give a penny for his faults because I want to know what he was thinking. No. Travel up to Anfield. No. I don't know how he got up there. I guess he didn't go with the team, you know. Helicopter. Helicopter, most probably, right? No. Or plane. I don't know, but it was going to be all chauffeured. He didn't drive himself, you know. No. And he's travelling up in uh, in style, getting the best of the best, treated the best of the yeah. best. And Beautiful I just food. want to know what he would be sitting there thinking because obviously, you know, last week they've done a, a big refund. I mean, I think they might get away with this week's non-refund because obviously uh, the game was competitive for, I guess, 60, 70 minutes, right? So, but yeah. what was he actually thinking? I'd, the guy, he's probably thinking, right, how can I finagle my way through a series of dealings that can get me out of this problem? I'm trying to be clever yeah. instead of just being a football man and doing football decisions based on what he sees in front of him and what's and, needed and what for the future be, of the club. Jimmy, what would that be, though? Finding a director of football that's competent with a line to finding a manager who is progressive footballing man with plans on the pitch, plans off the pitch, and a good scouting network. That's what we need. A total That's not, Do you know what, yeah? I think 
this search for the the search for the manager thing, yeah, is is a bit annoying because people are focused on the search for the manager. But the thing is, there's the structure that we've employed in the club, which people for some reason haven't always liked, right? But I think we've actually done our best when we've had a director of football. Yeah. Because when we had Martin Yo, when we had um, when we had Martin Yo, um, when we had uh, Jack Santini, when we for a minute we had when we had um, one minute yeah yeah when we had um, <laughs> when you had when you had Sergio um, not Sergio Ramos when we had one day Ramos like like there were players that came in under a director of football that. Some were, some were misses, of course. Like, there were some misses. But then there were some also who were, like, you know, transformative. Berbatov, yeah, but, but that's what Modric, I said. You need to find the director Bale. of football who will no, find no, the manager. I get that. But I, I feel like, I feel like in general, people don't, aren't really into the, the director of football thing, right? But the whole point of having a director of football is to ensure continue, um, a continued, like, approach to football, right? Someone who has an idea that transcends who the manager is, right? And we've been yeah. talking for ages about about Tottenham DNA and Tottenham um, and the way in which Tottenham should set up and blah, blah. And like playing free-flying progressive football, which is have some kind of defensive solid, solid um, solidity. That, that's what we've been talking about. And the only way to get that is, as we've all agreed, is to, to, to nail that through a director of football. So why is there no chat about hiring the director of football and all people want to hear about is who the next manager is? Surely the director of football is the person who needs to appoint the manager. Because if the manager is appointed by Daniel Levy, and it doesn't go well, people will blame the one guy who can't sack himself about it. And then we're going to have to find a new... We're going to have to... You're putting, a, you're putting a cart before the horse. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, we should be trying to get the best directors of football. We should be hearing names about these directors of football and seeing what, they, who, what kind of football they like to employ. Before Paratici came in, we knew, oh, this guy, he's a guy who plays free at the back. He he is a counter. He likes to play a counter attacking football. Like that's what he sees, and it was reflected by the people that he brought to the table. Nuno, Conte. They're both predominantly free at the back. They're both predominantly counter attacking and and reactive as opposed to proactive. Blah uh, blah. If we were to go and get I don't know, Van der Sar for example, or like Overmars who have done similar roles at, at Ajax, then we know okay, we're going to be set up in a way that is. Largely 4-3-3, largely passing, largely pressing, largely attacking progressive football. Like, everyone's like, oh, we want this manager because he does this, we want this manager because he does that. Why are we not looking at shortlists of, of directors of football? No one's talking about that. And it's strange to me. It's very strange. Do you know why? Because Spurs always do things cock-handed, right? So what's going to happen is that scenario there of cart or horse, we're going to go round and round on that for a couple of weeks. Then they're going to decide, right, yeah, we need to get the director of football in. But by then, you know, the director of football comes and all his main targets are now being taken or they're on long contracts and we can't get them. So we then end up in a position where we get the director of football that we want, but he doesn't get the manager that he needs to kind of fulfil his footballing kind of philosophy. And we don't matter if we put the cart before the horse because both of them are going to run off in different directions. You know, you know what I think? I, I, I yeah. think it's um, it's it's a little bit different. Yet yeah, the decision making. I'm not um, um, contradicting what Lero just said, but what what I think it is is it's the same as when Americans are choosing their president. 
if you guys think that Biden's making any real decisions, <laughs> right, without the backing of his cabinet, right, you're crazy. And it's the same, right? We always look at the guy who's the manager because he's the the one that's um in in the prof um, high profile. He's the high profile one. He's the one who has to come out in front of the cameras. He's the one who you, you blame for decisions and all that stuff. But really, the power behind the throne is the director of football. We all know this. Yeah? So, that's why, because he's the face of it. The manager's the face of it. That's why everybody goes, who's the next manager? Who's the next manager? But, but you know, people who actually know, know that he's the figurehead. Yes, he sets up the team and all that stuff, and he's very, very important. But the real power behind the throne is the director of football. But then, across Europe, right, they tend to have director of football. It's like a continental thing, right? Yeah. Our managers come in for, like, two, three years... And then they go again, and the style maintains the same. So when people come, oh, like, what's, what's, what are Juventus going to play like? Juventus are going to play, like, f- uh, a, a certain level of counter-attacking football. They are, they're going to be defensively solid, blah, blah. It's been like that for years. When people ask what Ajax are going to play like, it's been the same for years. When people ask what Bayern are going to play like, it's been the same for years. I feel like with us, we've gone back and forth, changing our approach changing our style in search of short-term success. I'm like, and I've said this before. I've said this before, and I know some people are tired of it. Look, I want trophies, you know, just as much, if not more, than the next person. But before trophies, I want to be able to enjoy the football I'm watching my team play. And if, if, I, if for, the next season, for the next 10 seasons, we win nothing, right? But we are constantly playing good football. We are winning the majority of our matches and we're not doing when we're not losing we're losing because we're we're like we're beaten rather than beating ourselves and we're like, if, if i could if i have a 10 10 years of that i'll take it i honestly will take it i because i do i look i've said it before the trophy stuff of course of course you want it but then you have to remember in football anything can happen in sports anything can happen and any dog can have his day in, in sports at any time and there are people who have constantly been knocking at the door and they don't get there look, look how long Asafa Powell was, was, a, was a top sprinter bro and every time he thought he was about to do it he flopped and then Usain Bolt came on the scene then he had no chance Then like, from that point onwards his story was written bro his story was written right in sports anything can happen but what I'm trying to say is that in the meantime yeah whatever you don't know what your destination is right you don't know it's one, of the few cases, it's one of the few situations where it's very rare that you can be 100% certain of what your destination is. So you might as well enjoy the journey. Tottenham are not currently allowing us to enjoy the journey because of the decisions that are being made. So when you're looking at uh, your identity and blah, blah, cool. Find your identity. Stick to it. And if it brings wins, cool. Great. Hopefully you pick a philosophy and an identity that's, that's geared to do that. But if it brings wins, fantastic. And believe in that, until it comes to fruition, bro. Because this chopping and changing thing that we're doing, right? one second we're buying young, young British talent to sell them on. Next minute we're trying to buy like we're trying to buy established stars, but we're putting money in the wrong places. Then we're buying a manager who's got to win now. Then we've got then we've got a manager who's got a long term vision. It's like just pick one. We'll all get on board. Just tell us what the song. Tell us what song we're singing, bro. We'll all sing the song, same song, and hopefully it's a hit. Because this stuff is nonsense. Because right now this is wild, bro. This is wild, and this is why this is why people think we're so it's so easy to mock us for not having won trophies. Because the bottom line is the reason you guys can talk about us 
is because we're a big club. If we weren't a big club, you wouldn't be talking to us about trophies because you, there'd be no expectation. The reason you can talk to us about trophies is because we are big enough to win them and we've been in contention to win it's them. true. So to me... Nobody's cussing Bournemouth for not winning Yeah, that, so when, <laughs> when people think that they're hurting me by telling me we won, we won a trophy, you're not hurting me, bro. You're just, you're just pointing out the fact that we've been up there and we haven't done it. You That's know the it. problem? Out there you know the pro- what the problem is, right? The problem is, you're right, it's all about short term, right? Yeah. For one second, or for one second, they're going, right, okay, we're going to be clever. This is Levy. You can tell when it's Levy's idea and you can tell when he's been pressured, right? So Levy's idea is we're getting young English talent, we sell them on for a huge profit, money, money, money. Then someone says, but we haven't won anything and doing that, we're not going to win anything. Everybody's on your neck for not winning nothing. So let's get in a manager who is going to win now. Right, gets to the manager that's going to win now, the football becomes boring because he's not interested in the football, he's just interested in winning something. That doesn't work. So he tries it again because the pressure on winning something is even higher because he failed with Mourinho, right? So he tries to get somebody, he couldn't get the person that he wanted, he couldn't get Conte at first, so he had to go with um, the ex-Wolves guy. Yeah, Nuno, he had to go with Nuno, right, for short term. He knew he wasn't going to have Nuno for long. Especially when Nuno started messing up. He knew that wasn't going to work. So he was able to get Conte and he says, right, now we're going to win something and the pressure will be off and I'll be able to try and make money through the club again. Didn't work. So now he hasn't got anybody in his mind yet and now he's thinking, he's scrambling and working out what he's going to do. And then he lost his um, director of football through making a stupid decision of hiring someone who's already a criminal. So, <laughs> you know, like we didn't have now. to wait on this case. We know that they're yeah. their criminals already. Yeah, already, already. Yeah, it wasn't like when he was hired, that thing wasn't happening. It was already happening. So, yeah, it's 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 kind of mad. You could see the, the the machinations behind the scenes from the decisions that are being made. It's like short term decisions. Let's win something. Let's win but anything. This, but this is, but this is my problem. People why people widely say that Daniel Levy is one of the most stubborn guys in the business. You can't get you can't get a deal that he doesn't want that he doesn't want. He's so he's so belligerent and so steadfast in his decisions. So why are they flip flopping all over the place now? Oh, everyone's saying that we need to win something. So let me go win and get a win that manager. Why have you abandoned your ideals do, now? Do you know why? I think this is the case, right? Because you got to think about it. Maybe you're slightly more advanced in your thinking, right? And Jimmy's slightly more advanced in his thinking than the average Spurs kind of supporter. But if I'm gonna go on a journey and that. Uh, sustainability, that focus, that direction that we're talking about. You know, you've just explained what we've done leading up to Potticino, um getting to the Champions League final, and then when we're right at the cusp of the pinnacle, you know, finishing the, in the, the top kind of uh, quartet of the uh, Premiership, you know, year in, year out, you know, seconds and, fir- uh, seconds and thirds and fourths, and for me, it was like, right, just tweak it. We've done all our years of waiting, just tweak it. The process that you're talking about, we've we've you know, we've settled for it and we've we've gone backwards sometimes, but to come forward and we're right here. Let's win something. And then we flop it. So then you're now saying, Oh, let's start again. Like, and I get it, we do need to start again, but we were all in a uh, position where we wanted a trophy. We were set up for a trophy. We gave the time for trophies. And 
you didn't give us, you know, you didn't get us over the line. So now we have to start again. Okay, your mentality switched back to start again. Jimmy's did. But some of the fans are still sitting there wanting trophies. So when they're putting the pressure on and they're walking out the ground and they're booing and they're singing, leave you out, I don't think he's thinking about, oh, well, we've gone through that process and so let's just start again. He's like, I've got to deliver. Then it's, I've got to sustain. Then it's, I've got to deliver. Then it's, I've got to sustain. And it's like, well, do you know what? Get to where we are now. We're going to start again. And tell the fans we're going to start again. And literally start the process again. Like, and we could all kind of know where we're at and follow the journey together. That's what I believe about him, to be honest. I agree. I agree. You know what? You know who Levy is right now. He's a gambler chasing his losses. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, he's yeah, doing. Yeah. He's chasing his losses. You know, it's a big mistake. We all know this, man. If you start losing, step away from the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't chase. Don't chase. Don't chase. Don't chase. And that's all he's doing. He's chasing the trophy yeah. now to the detriment of the club. When he when he sacked a manager. Uh, what, six days before a final where, you know, like that would have been another part of our process. If we could have got that trophy, do you think things wouldn't feel and be slightly different now? Do you know what I mean? Even if he yes. sacked him afterwards, we'll be in a slightly different place. At least we could say, well, you know what? Well, we won that in uh, 2021. Or, you know, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, do you know what? Yeah. For me, he just needs and to, as you say, he needs to get a director of football no, he's got he's got uh who's what's his position that's overseeing the whole uh footballing chain side of the football club? Um Scott Munn. Munn yeah. And I had money in my head, but what's his uh what should his title be? Because he's not gonna be director of football, he's gonna be like a... No, he's 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 chief operating Oper- yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Get him in, you know. Give him a budget at the end of the day, regardless of what your manager's going to want, you know, you think about a, a, a sustainable budget, one that can make us competitive, you know, if we get the right uh, people in place and then step away from the table, mate. Like, just step away from the table. I don't want to see you back at the club for anything footballing, you know, unless you're coming to watch a match. You know, I don't want you to have any conversations. If they want to buy a complete put with that money... <laughs> That's the risk that you're gonna to have to take. Like, it's like I don't want to see. I don't want to no, see. No, I don't. Come. Like you might, like, he could do with all the other side of it, the tourism and the wow. leisure. But he needs to give, put the man in place, give the man the money, and say, well, look, okay. Uh, the manager turn around and say to him, depending on who we get, we might need to look at this and beef it up a bit, or you know what, it might be okay. But we'll come back and have that conversation after, you know, we've done our hiring, you know? And then after they've done that, they've got the people in place, the guy looks at the squad and we're like, okay, we need 400 million this season uh, with um, without sales to kind of balance out this team and ship out and whatever money, money we get in, we'll use that as well. Or what is the criteria? Are we allowed to use all of that? Or do we have to put some back? Just work out all of that and then step away. Like, give us the football club back. That's all we want. You know, you got, you mentioned just now about, like, about the managerial search and, and how, it's, how it's transpiring. There's, we spoke briefly on the last pod about, um, about Poch and what, what he, you know, what he could, the fact that he could be going to Chelsea. And, you know, I thought you guys made a lot of um, good points. One thing I wanted to say, though, is, like, I think this search 
is going to make. I think allowing Pochettino, and the thing is, I don't actually think Pochettino, allowing Pochettino to go to um, Chelsea by Daniel Levy is that crazy because, for whatever reason, if he really believes that Poch can coming back isn't going to be progressive for the club, right? If he believes that, I'm not saying he's right, but I'm saying if he believes that, then I can understand Poch going to Chelsea because bottom line is the man's got to work. If that's the opportunity that's come to him, bearing in mind, if you see what Poch did with Bentaleb and Mason as um, as I sent them before the pairing, he's now got a wealth of of youthful assets uh, um, in um, in Chelsea. Like like globally, they spent mil- like globally renowned talent. Right, not just people who come from the academy. They they plucked from all over the gaff. They're all under twenty three. If there was a manager, you're going to give that kind of thing for based on the track record. Pochettino would be at the top of the list, right? But all those things aside, is Pochettino going to Chelsea a bigger betrayal than the other guy? No. No. It's not a bigger betrayal. No. 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 It doesn't, it doesn't hurt you more. Look, right, the other guy said, I am not going to them. Whatever happens, I'm not going to them. In no, he fact, didn't say that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Remember, I was around the club at this time. I had a season ticket. I was around. He said he's not going to them. He said it publicly. I thought the whole thing with him was... And uh, I was young when it happened, so maybe I've misremembered this, right? But I remember strong links with Inter Milan and Barcelona. Yeah, and he, it seemed he like, like it was going to go abroad. Yeah, and then he turned it down because he said he wanted to stay at the club in London. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to stay. First, he said he wanted to stay at the club, and yeah. then the excuse was he wanted to stay in London. And then he turned around. And did that. Okay, cool. All right. So why is it okay? So for me. When he was at the club, right, he was a great player, like great, great defender, whatever. But he was he was a piece. He was a piece of a larger like a larger team, which let's be honest, wasn't putting up trees. Wasn't special. The team was not special. It was a team that we loved, but the team wasn't special. No, Nielsen was a, a great a great midfielder. That that's 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 where we were. If anyone calls me delusional, yeah. If anyone calls me delusional. If anyone tells me that I'm the most I'm the most happy clappy no. person on this podcast, I'm actually gonna switch because no, no, no. as long as there's what air in is, Jimmy's lungs, yeah. What I'm saying is, Nielsen, Nielsen was not a great player, but he was one of our best midfielders at that time. That's what oh, I'm saying. Right, that's how enough. poor. Okay, that's how poor the side was. Okay, fine. I fair was enough, watching this week in week okay, out. Fine. You have to I'll, remember. I'll, 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 this, I'll allow you. I'll allow hurts you. My, was, it hurts my soul. I was about to switch. I was about to switch. Um... But then, okay, so he's a piece of that. He's a piece of that a largely forgettable Tottenham team, right? He was the he was a big fish, um, in a team full of minnows, bro. It wasn't like, it wasn't a good thing bigger. What Pochettino did was he created an identity. He instilled pride, passion, a style of football. Unforgettable moments, unforgettable moments, yeah. right? You know, yeah. like that. My man is slowly, slowly tearing from my soul. No, from he, what he's and done that's, in the and last why, two games in 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 in, and that's, in um, that's why Medi-Side. I think. What, you mean play and that's more? what I think. Oh man, bro, oh, I, this is what I'm saying. I feel like this. I feel like the impact on us as a football club 
will be bigger than that guy going. That guy going, yeah, he went to the scum, he went to the scum, and the scum were like on the up at that time. Do you know what I mean? So it contributed to that stuff. He it was wasn't the, great. He and was the hurt. final piece. He was, was the final was, piece. He basically. was the final. And, and exactly, 100, so 100%. But if Pochettino goes on to win the title with Chelsea, win silverware with Chelsea, create a dynasty at Chelsea, if he has anywhere near the same success, right, with, let's face it, much greater tools, yeah. much greater tools, bruv, at Chelsea, we could be staring at years of dominance. And if that comes to fruition, I'm not going to lie, that'll bum me more. It'll bum me more. But do you know why I say that, right? So this this whole football world is crazy, right? Because there's no loyalty in football. Do you know? There's really no loyalty in football. And it's, you know, most people make decisions out of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Suitability. This what works for them, right? Necessity. Short career, mm -hmm. money talks. And you know what? Yeah, you have an affiliation with the club and you love it. Right? And I get that. Um, I feel in ways that he's held off as long as he could to, you know, I feel like he's waiting on Spurs. I feel like he's kind of like said, oh, look, I'm having meetings now. I'm going to make it a bit difficult. Come in and get me. Do you get what I mean? And I don't feel that we've done that. And I just think, as I said, looking at this whole footballing world, you know, we're asking for balance on the side of, oh, you know what? Um... Let's rip up the plan, start again, tell me it's 10 years and I'm happy to go with it. But then we have these weird affiliations to uh, managers and players and loyalty. And it's like, there's some strange rules that happen in football, for me, anyway. And yeah, I work with them, but I feel now, it's like, I'm saying I'm not, I'm not accepting the rules on the right-hand side and I'm not accepting the uh, the rubbish football on the left-hand side. It's got to be met, it's got to be pulled into the middle. So for me, if he goes to Chelsea and does what he's, he, you know, we know he can do and he's definitely going to win something there. There's no way with his talent and the players' talent around him and, you know, he's arguing for the buying power that he ain't, he's not going to formulate a squad. Right, this is, I think, his pinnacle as a manager. I think... If he gets this wrong, he starts fading away. If he gets this right, you know, he keeps, uh, you know, elevating to one of the best managers ever kind of thing. He's on that road. So for me, you know, as I said, I, I just think to myself, what are we asking for? Are we looking at, uh, are we looking at things with uh, a football in mind? or a supporter mind. And, you know, as I said, I feel that those two things need to be pulled closer together because I'm not having, on the left-hand side, he's a traitor if he goes at the end of the day, but then I'm not allowed to swap teams because the rules are you can't swap teams and uh, we need a 10... But we've got to go back to a 10-year plan. I'm seated till I die, bruv. I'm seated till I die, bruv. You saw me standing alone. <laughs> no, Jim, but you get what I mean, though, right? You get what I mean? No, no, no. I get what you're saying about the rules, but that, then it becomes anarchy, innit? Then it becomes anarchy. Yeah. Everybody changing and, oh, no, no, no. We can't no, have that. We can't have but, that. But, but, There's certain things in life that you have to stick to. <laughs> Oh, You're man, my this is horrific. Wonder, whoa. This is horrific. <laughs> bruv, honestly. This is bruv, Dyer trying to race with Rashford all bruv, over again. Bruv, <laughs> growing up, bruv, <laughs> bruv, growing up, growing up in Longside Manchester, yeah, I'll tell you what, it wasn't easy, bruv. 
It wasn't easy up north. The fat, the fatty years, yeah. The fatty years are terrible for us, man. Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mate, can I just say? Can I just make a point on what's his thing? Can I just make a point on um on um, Pochettino? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah go on. What it is, right? With the other guy. Yeah. Right. He rejected us. Mm, fair. We rejected Pochettino. Yeah. Fair, fair. That's the huge difference. Yeah. You can't be upset with someone not being loyal if you've told them to sod off. Yeah. True. All right, all right, calm. That, that's, that's, that's calm. All right, let's put it this way. I want to round up this, this, part of the, this part of the pod. Would you rather take Pochettino or the next Pochettino? Go on, Jim. You go, you go. All right, I would take, I would take the next Pochettino. Only because I know, right, I know... I said I said this before in the previous pod. I'm sorry, I haven't changed my mind, right? If Pochettino comes back, that's the end for Levy because he has no more power, right? Pochettino takes all the power because now Pochettino can do what he likes because he has to be backed by Levy, otherwise it was pointless him taking him back. And he can say whatever he wants about Levy. Levy cannot sack him. He has all the power. Yeah. Of course he could sack him, but then Levy looks like an absolute idiot for bringing him back. What did he bring him back for I if he wasn't going to do think, what he wanted? I don't think Levy I think the balance of power... Looking like an idiot. The balance of power just is, 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 too, is too much in the manager's favour. Yeah. He if just Levy runs cared, the show. If Levy cared about looking like I, I, a fool, bro... You know what? Gone, he wouldn't have gone and begged Conte to take a job he's already rejected only to not support, not to back him in the, in the, in the, in the transfer window. That made him look like a dickhead. He didn't care about that. So, OK, Lira, what, what are you saying? Take Pochettino or the next Pochettino? You know, like, I've been struggling with this for ages because I'm like, do I want Poch back? Do I want Poch back? And I think the, my fear is, you know, what he done with minimal tools was so massive that I feel that he's going to fall short of that somehow because of the club. I don't think it's because of him. I think it's because of the club. And I think to myself, do you know what? I don't want to spoil that history. Like, I don't. Like, we've got Lucas uh, played Omora. You know, we're killing his legacy, bruv. Like, we might as well just <laughs> drop my man out like, and just say thank you, you know? So, I'd, I'll take my chances with the new Poch, man. I think I'll... And, you know, it's new relationships. There's no old blood. I, I, it's just a clean, you know... Yeah, a, a clean break. Yeah. So, I'll go with the new Poch, to be honest. What about yourself? You know, come on, come on, yo. I, I, I would. Do you know? I, I would. I would go. I would go with the next potch. I would go with the next potch, and I'll go with the next potch for three reasons. Right? We have an opportunity to allow someone to love the club the way we do, right? But also be unburdened by the history, yeah. right? Yeah. I also think that they. I think they have a new voice and are would be hopefully would be willing to let go of some people because I'm at the stage now. Yeah. As controversial as it is, look, I want Harry Kane to to retire at Spurs. I would love that. But if him going and Son going and a bunch of other people going means that we have, like, I don't know, two, three years, fallow periods, even outside of Europe, but we're building something and we develop and then we, 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 we grow into, like, a top four, top three, top two challenging side eventually, I, at this stage, I'm down for that. Yeah. I'm down for that. I've emotionally removed myself. It's been a long period of like emotionally removing myself from the pain that football can cause. It's a fact, yeah. right? 
Might sound like, I might sound like a mad person, but I've, I'm at that stage. So I'm happy to I'm happy to spoil it. And I think having a new the next Pochettino and allowing him to grow into that and watching his development is going to be part of an enjoyable story, man. It really is. It, I hope it, so. It's an opportunity to build something and a new legacy. Look, what Pochettino? I'm not undermining or and showing any lack of appreciation for what he achieved. Of course, I'm not. But at the same time, I've, I've watched that story already. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And him coming to the club, there's no guarantee that as Levy's there, there's no guarantee that the same mistakes that were made before can't be made again. Yeah. Maybe someone new, even if those same problems come up, we have someone who might handle it differently. And that's enough for me. Because someone, who, someone who's already dealt and locked homes with, with Levy might approach it again in the same way. And that's not going to get us anywhere. Maybe the next person, you know, looks at it and thinks, all right, this is what my predecessors have done. This is I've, I know this guy's a difficult character. Blah blah. I'm gonna approach dealing with him this way, and maybe he'll find a new way to deal with Levy. And that that even that small chance is worth exploring. It's worth exploring a hundred percent. Right now, Tottenham need more than anything change. We need yeah. change. We need change. And I, my, what I'm my scared of coming is why they'll bring that. Yeah. What I'm You're scared gone? of. What I'm scared of is right. Yeah. It needs change. Right. But. Then we get rid of Kane, we get rid of Son and whoever else, right? And then Levy does his same nonsense and we end up with a strike force of Danny Ings. You know what I mean? You know, um, you, and and he doesn't bring in the players that are needed to replace what we've just lost. We've lost... If we lose a world, world, world-class striker like Kane, we need to bring in someone who's, if not at that level, is got potential to be at that level. And I'm not sure that Levy even has the ambition to get somebody who might be like that. We're going to end up with Danny Ings as our main striker and we're going to buy back Vinicius. You know what I mean? And that's going to be our strike force. Oh, he's he's finished the other day. He's finished the other day, though. No, no, it's a good finish, but he finishes three times a season. It's not good enough. Uh, Well, do you know the funniest thing for me? And I totally get where you're coming from, Jim, yeah? And I understand why you feel like that. And I think... I do sometimes, but when we look back, what did we think we was going to do after Bell and Modric? We didn't uh, pin our hopes on Harry Kane, not at that stage. Like That's what I'm saying. We came across, across Harry Kane as an accident. Right, but I, I think a lot of situations like that happen, right? So imagine in uh, my girls' under-40s team, we undoubtedly lost one of the best players due to injury, uh, crucial ACL, right? And, oh, no. And we were thinking, oh, oh you know, a lot, of, a lot of players were like, oh, what are we going to do? She's gone. She's gone. But what that allowed uh, others to do was step up to the plate. And it was, mm. and it also changed the feeling and the dynamic. So, for one, they, the togetherness had to be more. I don't know if you know about girls' football. I know you know about football, guys. But I don't know if you know about girls' football or women's football. And I don't want to say this in the, in the wrong way. But, mate, boy, there's some passer. There is some passer in women's football. I'll I tell you that, mate. Uh, I, I never knew it. And, like, you know, and it allowed the dynamics to change. Um, I think a lot of players stepped up, you know, and we've now made three, three more stars than we had the season before. Ah, man, I'm interested in that. I, I want to learn about um, women's football. You want to get, get closer involved? Yeah. No, I want. 
you're gonna, you're gonna get a massive. We're gonna get a massive chance with um with uh, with the World Cup coming up, mate. Yeah, because no, I'm gonna have a look. It's growing all the time. It's growing all the time. It's growing all the time. Um, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I, get, I, we'll get we'll get we'll get Leroy back, and we, he has to explain a bit more about that because um that's interesting. So, sorry, guys, I don't no. know what's going on with my net today, but um. What I was saying... Yeah. Go again, man. We're interested yeah. in that, the, the girls' football perspective. So, what I was saying is, you know, there's a lot of passer, but, you know, just losing... Imagine, I'm talking about a breakaway star. Like, everyone would look at her and say, oh, my God, she's amazing and all the rest of it. And you kind of see her first before you see the team. And with her yeah. going, it's allowed us to create three new stars. And I mean, three new stars that when you come to the team, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, they got her. They got her. Oh, wow. And they got her. Do you know? And we've still now got this girl to come back. And, you know, we've brought up the level of other players that people would have thought, maybe their ceiling's not so high. So the actual standard of the team's gone up. And now we've created another three stars that are at that girl's level or even slightly above because they're in rhythm, they've been playing, you know. So for me, right, I'm looking yeah. at it and I'm thinking to myself, okay, yeah, sometimes, you know, you fall on things by accidents. And I'm not saying that we won't have, we. it could have gone the up, opposite way. We had a very low season and we had to kind of find our way again and then pick up the following season. We found the stars the following season. But, you know, we did find them this season and I think you could do that in the Premiership as well, like we've done it with Kane and all the rest of it. I just think that, you know, we need to let footballing people and true footballing people do the footballing stuff because we'll find those stars, yeah. you know. We will develop those stars and, you know, the club are not worried about what this guy's doing. Just give us an annual budget, what you're, you're going to do. If we need to adjust that, we'll meet you at some stage. But I think we need to get back to the core of football. So I'm not frightened. Like, I'll miss them greatly. I'm not going to lie to you. I will miss them greatly. I think, you know... Uh, in all my time, this is probably like Son and Kane uh, are probably the players that I've fallen in love with football in the football sense the most with the rest of the team around them, with some of the good players. So I think it's going to be harder to let go of them, but I think we can't be frightened to move forward. we just got to move forward. Jimmy, you know, football, you move forward. And, you know, you had your Marks yeah. and your Waynes and your... Je and, boy, when it was time to move forward, you had to move forward. You know what I mean? Love or no love, you had to move forward. Yeah. So we have to move forward. It's stiff. Yeah, well, Father Time is undefeated. Father Time is undefeated. We know that for a fact. And to be honest, like, you look at Son, he looks rejuvenated at the moment, um, but it's not enough. It's, it's too little, too late. You look at you look at Kane, he's still scoring goals, but he does look, he like, he looks... I mean, it's always hard with football because it's something you have, like, a devastating or amazing result and someone shoves a mic in your face, like, two minutes later. So it's always hard, but yesterday he looked... He looks finished. He looked absolutely fed up. Like he looked, he looked done. He looked done. Would you blame him? You, you fight back again, and you know. And don't, as I said, I love Mora. Like he was being one of uh, Jimmy's uh, shoulder affection for him as well. But mate, I don't know. For, uh, there's two things for me, right? Everybody on this pod, and most of the people that listen to this pod, know that Lucas is a rhythm player. He's not one of those players you bring in. He's a rhythm player, bruv. And you know that by... If you bring him on, he can't take no one on. He can't do... He's always tripping. He's like... He makes a wrong pass because he's not in rhythm. But when the guy's in rhythm... Remember, he don't beat people with a thousand stepovers. It's about timing and he just skips around you. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and yeah, pace, yeah. You know, and 
I, I don't know whose decision. I understand why, but I don't know whose decision it was to bring him on like that because he's not in rhythm. You've been around this guy for years, do you know. And two, why he's come on and you're 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 doing ticker tacker in that kind of area, but bruv, just get the Terry butcher it. Just blast it, bro. We know, man. We know. You move it. Look, when you're in that position, you've just scored a goal. Everyone's on a high. You know that's when you're at your most vulnerable. Kick the ball up the pitch. Get it as far away from your goal as possible. Everyone knows that's just a basic Basic. rule. Do not do anything clever. So, yeah, you know, this is what I'm saying. You know, it's time for us to rebuild, move on and start again. And this is, I mean, I might have taken it to a bit of an extreme when I said, oh, do you know what? Maybe we should drop down the league, you know, because it might bring back the supporters. The football, you know, we would have to uh, kind of look at the football and start building the club back. But I get it. I understand no one wants to support a championship team, really. We lose a lot of revenue. You know, it's a hard road and no one's saying that we're coming back. So the best thing is we stay in this league and do better than, uh, you know, like mid-table than kind of get relegated. But... I just think, you know, my main point was that we just need to just breathe, like actually step back and say, right, we've got all the other infrastructure sorted. Let's just concentrate on football and only football, you know, and and keep the two two entities separate. Football completely separate than the leisure side of the club. Like, and that's it. It's hard, to, it's hard to disagree with any of that stuff, man. I think we're gonna, I think I'm gonna wrap it, wrap it up there, man. I, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it was, uh, <laughs> it's tough, man. It's a tough, it's a tough position to be in at the moment. But I do genuinely believe that I'm never, I, I've never looked forward to the end of the season more than right now for a very long time, and hopefully that brings with it some answers to some of these questions and progress, man. But for now, like we just have to look to towards the next game and hope that that things are are gonna change, man. Yeah, like look, as um, I, I think a lot of people are gonna think that we just didn't care about about the 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 game on on Sunday. It's not even that, man. It's like there's a lot of things that we could discuss, but they're all things that we've we've all places we've been before. We all remember when we lost to Man City three two after. Balotelli steps on um, steps on Defoe's head and then went on to score score a penalty. Like it's no different to Josh Hart fly kicking um, Skip, like clear gash in his head, no VAR for that, and then you know he he's the one who scores the winner. Like these are the kind of things that happen when you're a Tottenham fan. It's not it's not it's not what we enjoy, but realistically we know it happens, right? We know it happens. So I would say right now the most important thing is getting to the end of the season. With a plan, with a, with a plan, knowing that when the summer starts, we're building for something different. We're coming. We're gonna. We're gonna be playing a resurgent um, Crystal Palace team. Um, Elise, I would love to sign him. By the way, I would love to sign Elise. I Wrong think that'd be a great acquisition. Um, profile. I reckon he was not a profile but player of the club. Yeah. And this is the thing that gets on my nerves. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully there are. I like Eze. Hopefully, hope, hopefully, I take them both. Imagine those two coming on instead of uh, instead of <laughs> Mora. This is what I'm saying, to you, and it's, those are the little minute details that change us as a football club. No, you're right. You're right. It's all part of the bigger picture. It's all part of the picture. Yeah. Bigger picture. But listen, guys, I appreciate you joining on, Jimmy. 
Thank you very much for your constant positivity. Thanks, Kwabna. That, that's apparently seen as more rational than mine. Um, Lero, for your hard, your hard doses of reality, which, you know, I try and take with a cup of sugar because it's quite also rational. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, we get it. Everyone's rational. I'm the mad bad. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. I'm the mad man, okay? You, for, so, let me say it right now, though. Some, some person's mad man is another man's dreamer, okay? <laughs> and I will never stop dreaming. I will never stop dreaming. So listen, shell, shell side listeners, don't stop dreaming either, okay? I've been Kwabna. Um, if you are listening on any of your favourite platforms, please leave us a review. Five stars only because we only give five star content. You already know where you are to follow us. So I'm going to say that's it from me. Yeah, that's it from me as well. And Lero? And later from me. Lero, as you're here, man, you don't do anything else. You might as well run oh, the wow. outro. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>